0: Crossroads fam, it's Kenny, and I'm glad that you're here with us. We started a new series called The Push for Christmas. Uh, One of the things that we find is it is the most wonderful time of the year, but it's also the busiest time of the year. It's the most chaotic time of the year. And for a lot of people, it becomes the most commercial time of the year. So what is it that pushes us towards Christmas? For a year, we build for this day, and in a couple of hours, the presents are unwrapped and life turns back to normal. So what is it that gets us so excited about this holiday? Thank you for joining us, and welcome to The Push for Christmas. Glad you're here tonight. Hey, I gotta rant for a second, y'all ready? All right, y'all remember how that goes. I'm going to say, you know what I hate? And y'all say, what do you hate, Kenny? You know what I hate? What do you hate? I hate, I hate when you plug up the Christmas lights and they don't all work. True story. <laughs> Happened this year. Barrett and I are decorating for Christmas. Jessica's going shopping because that's how she rolls. I have talked Barrett into decorating. and He's really not excited. But we're putting up the Christmas tree and everything's beautiful. And we start stringing the lights up. And I say, hey, I forgot to test all the lights. And sure enough, we plug them in and there's one string that don't work. Ugh. So what do you do? you throw them in the garbage you don't go through every bulb you throw them in the garbage and you have a, just a tree that's not quite as brilliant you know what I hate, what do you hate I hate when I turn the radio on and it's simply having a wonderful Christmas time oh I want to punch Paul McCartney in the face you know what I hate well, you hate I hate when people put X instead of Christ in Christmas. And they're like, oh, that's Greek. <laughs> so salad dressing, but I don't like Greek salad dressing. So I don't like your Greek X. So put Christ in Christmas. I'm through ranting. Okay. So, what we're going to do is, I'm going to call out a couple of people. We don't have time for everyone to tell me this, but what I want you to do for the next 28 seconds is, I want you, to, after I say this, I want you to think about what a typical Christmas is for you, starting Christmas morning till Christmas evening. Ready? Go. One, two, 28. Andrew Simpson, what's a typical Christmas? Uh, we get up. Louder, man, I'm deaf. We get up and eat a breakfast and we open presents. And we just kind of hang out all day. Okay. Yeah. Alexis, what is a typical Christmas? Uh, Spending time with family. Spending time with family. Okay. Coach Morrison, this should be interesting. What is the typical Christmas in the Morrison house? <laughs> Get your dad gum tail up. Santa Claus is here, dad gum. Yeah. <laughs> this All right, everybody listening. I, I'm usually one of the first ones up. Yeah. Because I, I mean, you know, growing up, that was, that was my sister and my thing. So we're, I'm up, you know, Nikki's asleep, Jake's usually asleep, Judd's up with me, and we're like, so then we go in, and we do everything we can to wake the others up. We get them up, open presents, May first thing, eat breakfast. Uh, my mother-in-law is usually there and then uh, once we finish with that and get everything figured out, we usually travel to my parents' house uh, that night. Yeah, so. cool. <laughs> In the Martin household, I get up first and I get coffee going, and then I go in and Jessica is dead to the world. And I go, "Hey Jack, looks like Santa Claus came." Mm-hmm. And I say, well, "Do you think we should get up and maybe see what Santa's brought us?" And she, "Mm-hmm." And so once she finally gets up, uh, she gets her some coffee made, and I said, "All right, I'll go get Bear." And so I go in and I go, "Hey Bear, Santa's come." Mm-hmm. <laughs> You want to see what he brought you? Uh-huh. And so he comes in and we open presents. After we open presents and then we, we call my sister and I say, hey, did Santa come visit y'all? And she says, yes. And I said, do you mind if we come and see what Santa brought you? And she says, no, that'd be great. So we drive up and we go see my sister. And we have uh, breakfast casserole that's cold because we usually get there later and it's already been eaten, except for the parts we're having. And we, we eat breakfast casserole and we drink coffee and we open presents and see what everybody got. Then at some point, I say, Hey, it's time for us to go. And Barrett says, Can I stay up here with Uncle Mitch? He's a lot more fun than you are. I'll go, Shut up, son. It's Christmas. We're spending time together. And he gets in the car and we drive home and with Jessica because we wouldn't want to leave her. And then we get home and I crash somewhere, either on the sofa in the living room or the sofa in the bedroom. Barrett is doing Barrett, whatever that is. That means if it's a video game, he's learned how to kill everything. If it's a book, he's read it five times. Whatever he gets for Christmas, he wears it out that day. And then Jessica's asleep either in the living room or the if I'm in the living room, she's in the bedroom or vice versa. And then the whole family comes down and we have a scrimp ball. And we boil scrimps and taters and all that stuff. And we eat and then we take a break for a little bit and start eating again. And then once we're finished and you've had as much as you can, you, you cram a couple more scrimps in and then you eat dessert. And then we do a family tradition that we've held close for the last, I'm 48 years old, 48 years. We stand up and say, hey, I love you. Let's not wait until Christmas to do this again. And everybody goes, yeah, and then next Christmas we'll do it again. So that's Christmas in the Martin household. It's always a lot of fun. I love Christmas, have always enjoyed Christmas. It's one of those times where things just seem to slow down a little bit. Uh, it's one of those days where I honestly, I feel more at peace on that day, and I don't know if it's because I'm focusing more on Christ that day or if the fact that the world just seems to be a little bit happier on that day. But I absolutely love Christmas, and my question is, is just rattling through my head, is what makes people so excited about Christmas. So, the push for Christmas. You can turn the lights back on, please, because we're gonna dig into the Bible. I want you to be able to see your word. The push for Christmas. Um, My favorite time of year, of course, is Thanksgiving because you get to eat a lot. and You don't have to buy anybody presents. But I really like Christmas, too. Again, it's one of those times where things seem to slow down a little bit. And I love every time you turn on the television or something, there's something about Christmas on it. Even though in my heart of hearts, I know the greatest reason for everything on television that's sharing Christmas is for sales. And I don't know when the first Christmas presents were shared. I don't have any idea when that started. But I do understand that last year there were $680 billion spent in the United States on Christmas presents. $680 billion. Why don't we say that together and really emphasize the B in billion. One, two, three. $680 billion. I don't know if that makes sense to you. I can't even fathom that number. That's a bunch of dollars. That's more than, well, you'll probably see it. I will never see it. But that's one of the things. It is the popular time of the year because everyone knows that that's when the new stuff comes out. That's when the gifts are going to be given. And to no fault to the companies that do this, but they make sure they just flood everything with the special products that they have. And when I was a kid, you had, oh, by the way, the song... That I like to teach. The, that song was the first commercial to ever go number one on the box or the billboards or whatever. The first commercial uh, song to ever do that. It's just a really cool song. So, anyway, it's really old like me. Um, but what were we talking about? Millions, Christmas. 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 Christmas, how much, oh, I don't know when the first gifts were given, but I do remember as a child, you used to get these big catalogs in the mail, and I can't remember, was it J.C. Penny? Sears. Sears Wish Book. And you get this big, it's a magazine on steroids. It looks like, a, I was about to say a phone book, but y'all probably don't even know what that is. It, I was going to say encyclopedia, but y'all don't know what that is. It's it's a lot of paper stacked, Okay. Uh, Like some of y'all going to college, get ready. It's like your textbook. So it's it's just this huge book. And it's got all the new stuff that was coming on. And you would sit there and you would pour through this book for hours and hours and hours trying to find the gift that you just knew you had to have. And you would spend all this time looking at it. And the the companies understand that this is the time when we can hook people. They work at least a year in advance on what they're going to build next year that's going to be the must-have item. And I talk to parents all the time, what's the must-have, what's the must-have, what's the must-have, and everybody's got ideas. Um, when, When the boy was young, I used to love Christmas time because they would have all the commercials for the cool little toys. And the other night I was flipping around on TV and I just stopped because I saw a commercial. And as I'm watching the commercial, it was for some kid stuff. And I was like, oh, he's not, he's too old for that stuff now. But I, he came walking in. I said, when you were a kid, you would have had that because that looks really fun. He was like, okay. And he turned around and walked back off. But it's that time of year where presents are everywhere. And this world that we live in, the culture that we share, we have kind of made it to where if you want to show someone you love them, it's based off of the gift that you give. The amount of love that you have for someone is based on how expensive your gift is. And that's not, of course, we know that's not to be true, but that's the world that we live in. We think that love is equated with a gift. And to an extent that is, when we love people, we give them gifts. But for some of us, we give presents so we can get some back. Anyone ever given a gift hoping you'll get something back? Don't lie. I think we all have. I think we all have. Brian said it twice. Uh, Yeah, so uh, I, I give gifts. I love to get gifts, but I like giving gifts even better. But that expectation of the gift that comes back, I think that's something that we all have. And unfortunately, like the gifts you're going to get for Christmas, these things that you just had to have in a couple of weeks, they'll go in your closet or the batteries will die or you'll break it, or there'll be something new that comes out. Does that mean that the love that person had for you died when your must-have item died? Is that what that means? Is that what we're selling the world? Because soon enough, there's going to be another commercial that comes on and something that you, else you've got to have. I, I just, What was it, Miss So-and-so? I can't think of her name. She sold diamonds, and what was her name? Oh, she's on, like, commercial. Yeah, she's on some commercial. She's fine jewelry. Who? Levy's fine. Levy's fine jewelry. And she'd get on there, and she would talk to you, and she talks through her nose. But you've got to buy this new diamond because your wife needs this new diamond. And I'm thinking, a diamond's the hardest substance in the world. Why does she need a new one? What did she do to the last one? I shouldn't have to buy a new diamond every couple of weeks, which, fortunately, my wife don't care about jewelry, so it works out well for us. But these things that you just got to have, and the customers are buying into the push that the companies give. We've got to have, that's the push coming from the world. We've got to make sure that we're flooding our people with things that they must have. And I'll be 100% with you. The most happy people I have ever seen, and I'm not exaggerating, I was in San Pedro Punula, Guatemala. And as I'm walking through the streets, I walked up to a family and through the translator, they said, these are the grandparents. They own this land that is fenced in. These are the grandparents' children, or a son and his wife. And these are their seven children. They all live in this house. And it was a one room shack with a dirt floor. There was no bed. And I said, what does the husband do? They said, oh, he works on a farm. And every morning he gets up at around four o'clock in the morning and he walks to work for an hour and a half and he works all day and then walks home. And I said, well, what do they do when they get home? So, well, he pretty much goes to bed and the rest of the family just sits here. And I said, that's it? And they said, that's it. And they were the happiest people I've ever seen. They weren't in the competition mode they weren't in the what did you get for Christmas what did I get for Christmas there was no comparison going on they were happy because they were spending time together and that's when I've seen that's when I really took the message to my heart that I put too much on earthly gifts that are not going to last when there are things that are more important now don't get it twisted I like Christmas, and I like to receive gifts. I like to give gifts. But at some point, we've got to realize that there's got to be something greater that is pulling us toward Christmas. Probably one of the biggest hurdles for me personally, since Jessica and I got married, was our first Christmas. Take your Bibles, if you would, and we'll get back to that in a second. Take your Bibles, if you would, and turn to Isaiah chapter 9. Before we got married, I had it all figured out. I knew that we were going to have riches untold and we were going to have the greatest gifts of everything. I mean, after all, I lived in a one-bedroom apartment and there was a crazy lady that lived upstairs. Who could have a greater life than that? No one. So we're living in this one-bedroom apartment and I started thinking about the gifts that I was going to shower my wife with when we had our first Christmas. Understand that we got married on December the 19th. And Christmas was coming up and so the money that we would have been spending for Christmas presents was going towards our honeymoon, towards a house that we were going to buy. We decided that we're not going to buy anything for each other and I thought about this the other day because there's two commercials that come on that just blow my mind and one of them is this guy sitting in a chair and he says, so what do you give that person that loves to tailgate? How about a new tailgate? And it's a commercial for a new car and I was thinking, man, In what world do you live that you go buy a car for somebody for Christmas? Not my world. And then the other one's even better. It's this young couple. And this guy sitting in this this ultra cool house, I mean, it's just fresh. And he's sitting there, and his wife walks in, and I guess it's watches. I can't really tell what it is. She said, I picked these up for us. And he goes, oh, that's wonderful. I picked two things up for us as well. And they walk outside, and there are two brand-new cars sitting there. And she goes, oh! It. And she jumps in the truck and he's like, uh, 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 I like red. Brand new, brand new, brand new trucks, brand new cars, whatever. And I'm like, what world does this happen? Because I can remember when Jessica and I first got married, it was like, hey, uh, you want mac and cheese tonight or you want to hold off till tomorrow night? <laughs> we, we ain't got much. And I remember that first Christmas, we had sat there and said, hey, we, we're not really going to share presents this year because we're just getting started. We're buying a house. We're trying to save all of our money. And so Christmas morning came and we had a tree because she insisted that we had a tree. She and one of her friends used to come down to my apartment and decorate a tree for me because I didn't decorate trees at the time. Now I'm the one that does all the decorating. Something happened. Yeah. So, um, but we wake up and I'm like, Merry Christmas. And she's like, oh, your breath stinks. Merry Christmas, go brush your teeth. And so we get ready and we walk out into our, um, I mean, it was a really big apartment. So like we're in the bedroom and now we're in the living room. And so we're, oh, it's Christmas, yay, and Country Boy Eddie's on. Y'all don't know about that. So we're sitting there and it's Christmas time. She goes, I got something for you. And... We, we've been married, this, the 19th will be our 20th year anniversary, and we've not had a fight. Not exaggerating. We, we've had little, <laughs> but we've not had a fight. But we almost had one a couple days after our first, after our wedding, because she walks in with presents, and I was livid. I was Irish mad, and I was about to go pull a crazy lady from upstairs and break her in half. Because I couldn't do that to my wife. We, we just got married. And I was like, but she said we were going to give presents to each other. She said, I know, but I just wanted to give you that. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay, thank you so much. And the first thought that went through my mind is in the morning, about 4.30, it's going to be like I'm, I'm sitting up in front of a big sale because about 4.30 in the morning, I'm going to be in front of Bennett's. Y'all don't probably know nothing about that. But there was a store in town called Bennett's, and I said, I'm going to buy the whole store out. And she hands me my gifts, and I I can honestly say I have no idea what she gave me except for one thing. There was one thing that just stopped me in my tracks, and it was a watch. And to this day, I still have that watch. Now, I haven't worn it for years, but there are times that I put it on, and it just reminds me of the most important gift my wife has ever given me, and it was in that watch. Now, that watch doesn't work anymore. I don't even know that you could find a battery for that watch. It was a fossil watch. It was fly. It was shiny and bling-bling and all this. And I loved that watch. But it just kept reminding me about how important that gift was because it represented time. The most important gift we can give someone is not found in something that's just going to fade away. It's not found in something that they're going to put on a shelf and forget about. It's in the time that we're spending with them. And one of the hardest things as teenagers is, let's face it, let's be honest. I mean, if your parents are here, don't look at them. But you don't really want to spend time with your parents. You don't want to really just hang out with them. But at some point, you might not have that opportunity. And you would cherish the opportunity just to sit down with them. I've been doing this thing on Facebook because that's what old people do. And it's 25 days of positive things. And I'm trying to write positive statements for 25 days. And I I wrote a little something about my father. And I would just, I would love to hear my father's deep bass voice playing a piano and singing. I would love to to hear my mother scream my name one more time. Those opportunities that we had to sit down and spend with somebody. But the most beautiful thing is that Christ. Wants to spend time with us. He desires to be with us. To have that relationship with us. And it's so important. And it shouldn't just be at Christmas time. But heck, since we're right here at Christmas, let's just focus on that. The true meaning of what Christmas is. And I would be willing to bet that the majority of you in here would say, if I ask you, what's the true meaning of Christmas? You would say it's about the birth of Christ. And I would say, you're absolutely correct. But then my question would be, what do you do with that? What does that look like in your life? The birth of Christ. You see, we spend a year building up an excitement for Christmas, and a couple of months before Christmas happens, and it seems to get earlier every year, decorations start going up, sales start happening. I've got a friend, excuse me, I've got a friend that works in Georgia at a Walmart. And he'll post a picture before Halloween that they're already putting the trees up for Christmas. And I'll say, Coslo, I can't believe y'all are already doing that. He said, you know we're going to be the first ones to do it. He said, just embrace it, Kenny. I said, no, I will not. I don't do Christmas until we kill the birds. So after Thanksgiving, we're rocking Christmas at the Martin House. But until then, I'm not putting up decorations. But I do celebrate the birth of Christ because he lives in me. And we spend a year looking towards what next Christmas might be. For some of you, your parents will start saving money as soon as they finish paying off this year's gift so they can make sure to get you whatever it is that your heart desires. And unfortunately for a lot of people, that's their expression of love. I had a student, it's probably been 15 years ago, there was a purse that came out that everyone just had to have. Dooney, Dooney and Burke, Bork, Bork. Dooney and Burke. And I remembered seeing that purse. Jessica and I were at the Galleria, and this was BB. This was before Barrett. So we're at the Galleria walking around, and we're looking at all this stuff, and I saw this purse, and I was like, huh. And she said, that's a pretty purse. And I went over, and I said, well, let's just get it. And she said, uh, I don't think so. And I said, well, why not? And she said, uh, look at the price. And I looked at the price. It was $400-something. And I went, for what? A purse? And she went, mm-hmm. And I said, okay, purse or house payment? (laughs) Stay in the house. I think I'll take that. So I had seen that purse, and it was a white purse with a brown stripe. I don't know why I can remember that. I can't tell you what I had for lunch, but I can remember that purse. And all of a sudden, one of my teenage girls walks in with that purse. And she walked in, and I saw it, and I went, I said, where'd you get that? And she said, I got it for Christmas. I said, really? And she went, Yeah. So I walked up to her father and I said, oh, looks like Santa was good at your house. And he said, yeah. And I said, I saw your daughter's purse. Yeah. And I said, boy, that's that's wow. Because I looked at it for Jessica and wow. He went, what? And I said, oh, yeah, I just, you know, wow. And he said, what is it, Kenny? I said, I just can't. I, what's that purse going to look like in a couple weeks? Because she's going to be carrying it to school. It's going to be dragged across the floors of her school. It's white. It's, it's going to be thrown wherever. Because this girl, man, I'm surprised that she could even walk. But she had that purse. And I can remember just looking at that purse thinking, I just, wow. And he looked at me and he says, but, you know, I just wanted her to have it and know that I loved her. I went, Okay. Now, about a month after that, we're walking through the main streets of Gatlinburg, because that's how we roll. And we're going through Gatlinburg, and I'm ushering people to get back on the bus. And that father walks up to me and goes, hey, they're giving these away down the road. And he hands me this tall bag, and when he hands it to me, it's heavy. And I said, well, what is it? He said, well, probably if you'll open it up, you can see what it is. I went, it's a good idea. So I opened it up, and it was a leather Tennessee jacket. And I just looked at him, because he's Mr. Roll Tide. If you don't like it, you can die. And I just looked at him. I said, hey, uh, I can't take this. He said, well, they ain't going to take it back. Nobody would want that. (laughs) And to this day, I've got, I think it was $380-something jacket in my closet. Would I pay that? No, no, I couldn't have. But he gave that to me. So in my mind, I started thinking, well, money don't seem to matter to man. And he had bank. He was fat bank. So that was cool. But then I just started thinking how many times our life revolves around that gift. And if we didn't get the special gift, if we didn't get a certain gift, then we get disappointed. But there's one gift that was given that was... Built up for more than a year. One of the things I've I've talked to students about a long time is like, you know, what if you didn't have church every week? And they said, "Well, what are you talking about?" I said, "You just didn't do church every week." For some of you, that's common. But for a lot of folks, every week they're coming to church. But what if you didn't come to church every week? And they said, "Well, what do you get?" I said, "What if we only had church once a year?" And they just looked at me and said, "Well, that's a pretty good idea, Kitty." I said, "We're not going to do that, but just what if?" Because we only do Christmas once a year, and there's excitement for months before you actually have that day. And I said, what if we got that excited about God and about Jesus that we build up for a year about that? The passage of Scripture we're going to look at is going to give you a great bit of detail about that. Isaiah chapter 9 says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. It's probably not even close, but that's good for me. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen the great light. And those that live in the land of the shadow of death, the light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulder, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Please hear this part. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. It's the story of Christ in the Old Testament. And what I want you to understand is you want to talk about an exciting time, for over 700 years. Since the beginning of time, Christ has been. But this is, this is, I want you to understand, this was written over 700 years before Christ was born. So we're looking at over 700 years of promises of Christ going to come, of the Messiah going to be here. Over 700 years. There were people that had heard of the promise and died before it ever came to fruition. There were people that heard about this baby that was coming, this gift that was going to come. An exciting time. But there were a lot of people that never got to see that come to fruition. But when that child was born, when the gift was given to the world, the world had to look at gifts differently. Teddy Roosevelt, probably my favorite president other than Ronald Reagan. I love Teddy Roosevelt, and he's got some amazing quotes. And one of the quotes that he has, it just stops me in my tracks every time. He says, the greatest thief of joy is comparison and we find ourselves comparing. as soon as we go back to school or for some of you not even before you go to school you get your phone out and can take pictures and send it to your friends of what you got so the comparison starts but when we were kids you would go back to school and that, that first day back to school so what'd you get for christmas and everybody started telling what they got for christmas and then i would find myself either being excited because i got something cooler than what one of my friends did or disappointed because i didn't get the greatest gift And that comparison goes on, and we lose the meaning of what Christmas is because we get our mind wrapped around the gifts that are given and not the gift that was given. Because when you receive the greatest gift that there is, there's nothing that can take the joy away from that. And 700 years before Christ was born, the prophet Isaiah said this, that unto you a king is born, a child is born, and the government will be on his shoulders the son of all creation came to earth in the form of a baby and as we've shared with the athletic teams this week shared to the shepherds first the lowest of the lows so everyone would have access to the greatest gift that there is thank you for being a part of our podcast hey We want to hear from you. Reach out to us through social media. You can find all our social media links at KennyCrossroads.com. Maybe you've got some topics. Maybe you've got some questions. We want to hear from you. So be sure and reach out to us. And like always, see you at Crossroads.